Welcome to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show. Get the answers you need about home care and all things related to senior health and help the seniors in your life live safely in the home they love. This is Care Talk on News Talk 580 CFRA. Good afternoon and welcome to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. It is a wonderful afternoon and we're so happy to have you joining us. Assurance Home Care's Care Talk is where we talk about aging, home care, and the seniors in your life. You can check them out at assurancehomecare.ca and visit Assurance Home Care on Facebook and on Twitter. You can go to Assurance Home CA and on Instagram, it's Assurance Home Care. You can also give them a call in Toronto and Niagara at 647 340-1412 in Ottawa it's 613-706-0411 and we love to take your listener questions so please send them to us questions at assurancehomecare.ca we'll get to a few of those later this afternoon I'm Mel Roy and joining me as always is Assurance Home Care co-owner Chris McGinn hi Chris hi Mel how are you today (laughs) I'm doing great how are you doing Oh, well, you can't beat this weather we've been having uh, over the last, you know, few days or so. So this has been amazing. Yes. So I'm feeling really good. Oh, the birds and the bees are out. I got my first vaccination. It's fantastic. Oh, you did. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for being part of the solution. Oh, trying my best. And everyone else out there doing the same we salute you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Oh, I know. I know. Fingers crossed we can get through this quickly. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, I can't help but notice we have a bit of a mixed bag of subjects to cover today on Care Talk, don't we? Yeah, we do. So uh, today we're going to do a little bit of a hodgepodge of a couple of topics because, and this is really uh, in response to some listener questions that have come in over the past few days. Right, and yeah. Some of the questions that we received are are similar in nature and some I just feel are worthy of, of spending a bit more time on it because I know with our listener questions we usually do in segment four that that uh, we want to get through <clears throat> um, them so that everyone uh, everyone has their questions answered. Answer. So uh, mm-hmm. this will allow us just to spend a little bit more time on some of those common questions that we seem to be getting uh, over the past while. Okay. Now, I mean, what are some of the, the mm. most, I guess the most common are, are really, you know, stuff like Alzheimer's and dementia-based questions, it really seems like, eh? Yeah, for sure. So that's where we're going to start is um, we have had several listener questions come in, um, particularly around Alzheimer's disease Mm -hmm. and um, everything from what do I do now that I have had, uh, I've been diagnosed with dementia to what are some strategies to help my loved ones with challenging behaviors? And we get a lot of questions about challenging behaviors. So I thought we could start our hodgepodge session off with with Alzheimer's. Okay, okay. Yeah, sound good to you? Absolutely. So, I mean, I guess Mm -hmm. the first question then for anybody who isn't really familiar with it is what is Alzheimer's and what is dementia and are they related? Yeah, well, good question, and thanks for for this because it helps to clarify things. For um, because we do, uh, you know, sometimes when we're referring to dementia, we we say Alzheimer's, and sometimes when yeah. we're referring to it can get Alzheimer's, kind of conflated. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, Alzheimer's is one type of dementia. So dementia is a broad um, is a broad term uh, to to um, uh, it, it, that is defined by you know cognitive cognitive decline related to the brain in the brain okay. and alzheimer's happens to be uh the most common type uh of, of dementia but there are many mm. other types as well and so essentially what 
um, you know, all dementias are, including Alzheimer's, is uh, an irreversible and progressive disorder of the brain that affects our ability to function normally in terms of things like memory and especially short term and um, judgment and reasoning and uh, it causes changes sometimes in behavior and mood and communication and that's where some of the listener questions come come from sometimes they're dealing with with uh, challenging behavior but um, one risk factor for dementia of course is age alone and um, with an aging population here in Canada we can certainly expect to see more cases of dementia in the years to come so this mm-hmm. is a, a, a topic worth spending a few minutes on yeah. and Alzheimer's interestingly is more prevalent in women than men really? um, oh. yeah and but unfortunately even the like the top experts in the world uh, that study dementia for a living don't still don't know specifically what causes dementia and so, but they do know, they have, you know, pinpointed that things like age and obviously gender are, are um, uh, male, female plays a role because ma- uh, we do know that ma- females have it more often than males hmm. and, um, and that genetics um, somehow is also uh, playing a role. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I have to ask though, too, I mean, because you mentioned that age is a factor in dementia, but is Alzheimer's or dementia in general, are either of these conditions a normal part of aging? No, they aren't actually. And so, no, dementia is actually a disease process. So there are normal things that we can expect in terms of cognitive decline that occur as a function of age. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, but dementia is a specific diagnosis that's made when there is an active disease process, uh, in the brain. And it, and it's quite different. So there's lots of normal things like forgetting where you put your car keys and forgetting someone's name or, uh, things like that 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 are normal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so let's say that today, um, you know, uh, you or your loved one is handed a diagnosis of Alzheimer's dementia. And this is one of the common Mm. questions we get. So what do you do now? And so I think this is a really good time to consider activating your aging plan. Yes. And Mel, we yeah, we talked about planning on last week's show, didn't Mm -hmm. we? Mm -hmm. And We talked about the challenges of not knowing what's in the crystal ball <clears throat> waiting for us down the road. So it can feel difficult in those circumstances to, to know what you should be planning for. But, um, you know, in this example, if your loved one is handed a diagnosis of dementia today, then that does give you um, <clears throat> lots of clarity into that crystal ball of what they may need in the coming months and years, depending on what we know about the disease. Okay. Um, and for those who missed last week's episode on developing your aging plan, you can find it on Spotify. Uh, simply search Care Talk by Assurance Home Care, and you will find all of our past episodes as well there. And um, we have some really interesting topics that Mel and I have been through over the last, uh, I don't know, seven months or so, <laughs> eh, Mel? <laughs> yep, we've been at it for a little while now. Yeah, but I mentioned in to, in also last week uh, that the importance of researching your care options before right. you need care mm. and getting to know the resources available to you and then choosing a trusted team that consists of some key people like your powers of attorney, your treating physicians, and your trusted care partners, which can include, your care partners can include um, people like family members right. who are willing to pitch in. And there's also our government-funded home care system. And of course, there's family-funded care like Assurance Home Care. But I did want to spend a minute on on um, families so uh, and, and family members pitching in because there is some, you know, I see, we see a lot of uh, families going through 
um, sometimes with with loved ones with dementia, and it's and it's frustrating, right? They're not experts in it, but they're yeah. but they're living with it. Yeah. Um, you know, as family members, and and there is this like I guess automatic well i always say our families are our first responders and that comes with great responsibility yes. and and sometimes um we're not we're not ready to sign up for that <laughs> and so as far as family members go uh pitching in i think can be uh, a wonderful idea in some cases i mean after all your loved one you're the most familiar person to mm-hmm. your loved one and and there is comfort in that especially as the disease process worsens and um, I can't even imagine um, uh, how scary it must feel when your world is really confusing in the case of someone living with dementia. Yeah. And I think most families want to pitch in and help. Uh, but it is also equally important, and this is important to know, that it is okay not to pitch in if that is not what you um can sign up for for whatever reason. And um, I'm a big believer in allowing yourself to be the son or daughter or, you know, a loved one, you know, could be a sister or brother, and not the son or daughter or the, and the caregiver at the same time. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, doing so helps to preserve your relationship and um, with your loved one, especially if there's challenging behaviors, and also helps to keep things like burnout and frustration and resentment from from creeping in. So um, what can you do if that's the case? You can allow a skilled caregiver to do those things and, and be that, that caregiver for your family member. And that way you get to come, you get to, you know, visit and not have, uh, feel that level of, of um, uh, weight of responsibility. And um, and they can help with daily needs, care needs, and uh, and just give you peace of mind that your loved one is taken care of when it comes to all of their activities of daily living. And, and, and in uh, the case of, um, you know, things like cognitive stimulation, uh, you know. Um, so, uh, but another example of where using a skilled caregiver can come in very handy is where there may be challenging behaviors associated with dementia. Mm-hmm. So... It can be, this can be tough to manage, like, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm um, chuckling because I've, I've got some first and secondhand experience with this myself personally, but okay, trust so me, I'm not he, making light of the situation. No, no, of course. And, um, but, uh, but, you know, humor helps in these situations too, I would mm. imagine. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but watching a loved one act in, in, ways that you're not used to, it can be quite distressing. And especially so when you want to help, but you, you don't even know how, like you're not, you're not skilled and you're not experienced. And that's why using um, sometimes a, a skilled caregiver is the way to go for, for a variety of reasons. And, and the other thing we know about people who suffer from dementia is that they may not understand everything you say um, and, and understand what you're doing, but they certainly understand how you feel. So, so their, their feeling senses are super alert um, you mm. know, when, so, so that is something to keep in mind that, um, it, it can actually work against you if, if you're not in a calm and comfortable place when you're providing care and managing your loved one, that that can then escalate, uh, some of those behaviors, which I can get into, um, after the break. 
Oh, absolutely. And we have plenty more to talk about when it comes to Alzheimer's and dementia, because that's a, that is a big can of worms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, while you're waiting to come back, please make sure that you check out assurancehomecare.ca. There's some really great testimonials from the staff members who work with Assurance Home Care. And they just, they really, they really do care about each other, about their, their clients. It's just, it's a wonderful bunch of testimonials that you can check out on the website, assurancehomecare.ca. And And uh, also give them a call in uh, Toronto, Niagara, 647-370-1412 or in Ottawa, 613-706-0411. We'll have more about Alzheimer's and dementia here on Care Talk with Assurance Home Care in just a moment. Welcome back to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. You can get in touch with them at assurancehomecare.ca, their excellent website. Send us some questions, questions at assurancehomecare.ca. We'll be answering some soon. And you can also give them a call in Ottawa, 613-706-0411, and in Toronto, Niagara at 647-370-1412. Hey, Chris. Hello, Mel. (laughs) Now, before the break, we were talking about... um, you know how sometimes people with Alzheimer's or dementia might exhibit different, you know, types of behavior that that may be challenging. But if if you're someone who maybe who's listening who's never experienced this before and you're going, I don't even know what to look for, could you give us an example of the kinds of things you might expect from somebody who's who's dealing with Alzheimer's or dementia? Yeah, so um basically it's like you know, we always say, I always say that, um, and I'm sure others do too, that um, every behavior is an expression of a need. Mm-hmm. And so what happens with um, uh, many forms of dementia, but including Alzheimer's dementia, mm-hmm. and especially if things like their ability to speak um, gets affected, is that they, 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 you know, they're living in a confused world and now they can't speak and articulate what they need. Um, and so, you know, what, what comes across is other behaviors such as frustration and sometimes aggression. And, um, you, you may, um, I know I've dealt with family members who have actually, um, you know, cried because they've never seen their mom or dad act like this before and yeah. they don't even know what to do with it. And so I think just, you know, stopping and, and pausing to know that that um, what you're seeing is the disease and not your loved one. Mm-hmm. And, and that it is their best way to be able to tell you that something is not right with them right now. So, so, so the whole goal is, and a lot of times these challenging behaviors can be rooted in things like anxiety and fear about something in that moment. Like right. perhaps there's too much commotion in the house or a change in routine or the individual didn't sleep well the night before. I mean, these things, these things seem, you know, benign, I guess, when you're, when you've got all of your, when your cognitive functions are all working properly, but can be very challenging um, when we're slipping away cognitively. And so um, oftentimes it does come through uh, as anger, anger and depression, like I said. So if this happens, um, you can simply uh, stop and ask yourself a few questions like, did they sleep last night? Did my mom sleep last night? Okay, uh. um, you know, maybe maybe she didn't sleep well. Did they get and enough food? Has, 
Right. Are they hungry? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, are, are they wet? Like if they're incontinent um, and, they're, you know, they may be wet and that might be an uncomfortable feeling and that's their way to try mm-hmm. to tell you. So there might be a change in, in a routine that's happened um, that, that has been recent and sometimes that can throw people off. We know that routines are super important Absolutely. Um, for people with cognitive challenges. And um, and and maybe it's just that there's a lot going in and on in your house that day, you know, that, that just sort of throws them off. So we see this a lot. So, you know, someone will say, you know, my mom keeps asking me over and over uh, when we're leaving for her doctor's appointment. And I keep telling her 11 a.m., 11 a.m., 11 a.m. And I'm so <laughs> frustrated. And so I now I'm just saying, I already told you, mom, Aww. and I'm not going to say it again. You know, yeah. like this, you know, we hear stuff like that happening. And so, um, you know, and you can see that it would be a very frustrating experience for a caregiver, you know, a loved one to be dealing with with that, uh, you know, over and over repetition. So in this example, um, your your mom's not likely uh, considered um, uh, she's she's not likely. Um, sorry, um, worried about the time at all. So, you know, even though she's asking what time she's leaving, it's probably not about the time at all. Hmm. So perhaps she's anxious about uh, who's taking her to the appointment or she's anxious about leaving the house because she knows that she, um, you know, may get lost or whatever. Or, or maybe she's worried about the doctor's appointment itself. So repetition, things like repetition, you know, repeating yourself over and over tends to be rooted in some sort of an anxiety thing that's going on. And so you can really just stop and, okay, what might this be? And, um, and so strategies you can use, um, include just talking in a very clear and calm voice to calm the situation, encourage them to, to calm down if anxiety or fear is at the root of it. That helps. Mm-hmm. Um, using short sentences uh, as opposed to lengthy explanations um, is, 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 hel- is helpful. And on that note, also not trying to reason with, with your loved one. There, there is, I see this a lot and it, and it really is born out of frustration when you're dealing with someone with dementia that I see, um, family members try to explain things over and over to, to, uh, their parent, but, um, okay. or their loved one, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't tend to work. It's not, it's the message is not being received. Yeah. And so you're just wasting your energy in, in trying to explain it. So um, you can simply say things like, Mom, let me help you. Or, Mom, you're safe with me. And, and you know, it's okay, Mom. And you look her in the eyes and you say it very calmly and make sure that your facial expression is matching the, the tone of your voice because we've <laughs> talked about this before that if you're looking at her saying, it's okay, mom, but you've got this seething teeth because you're so angry and this furrowed brow, <laughs> she's not she's not going to feel that it's okay. Might be a good and idea so you, to practice in front of a mirror. <laughs> yes, that's a great idea to yeah. practice in front of the mirror. And so, um, and even like if you're, if you're close enough to the person and it's a loved one and you're a mom or dad, you can certainly use gentle touch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just putting your hand on their hand or putting your hand gently on their shoulder. Uh, you know, that, that, that touch is, is, is somewhat reassuring, um, in some cases to somebody who's struggling in that way. And, um, and then, 
trying to redirect them. So oftentimes, especially if they get in this loop of asking the same question, um, you can pull out, you know, one, one strategy I recommend for families all the time, because it tends to work, is uh, bring out some, some laundry that needs to be folded okay. and, um, and uh, say, can you help me uh, with this? Mm-hmm. You know, you can say 11 o'clock, appointments at 11 o'clock, and then you can say, but, I, but in the meantime, I need your help with this. Can you help me with this? And then most times you can um, get them off that loop by just redirecting them to something else okay. and de-escalates the situation. <laughs> so, okay, so, so we understand perhaps a few, a few tips and tricks that we can use to, to help our loved ones you, through our, our body language, through our, through our, you know, speaking with them and whatnot and interacting with them. But what about environmental factors outside of our individual reactions with our loved ones? What are different things that we could do around the home to perhaps help our, our loved ones who have Alzheimer's and dementia? Well, yeah, that's a great question. So one is, and I've already mentioned it, is a put your loved one on a predictable routine mm-hmm. and stick to the routine. Right. And um, daily routines are, are important. You know what? They're important for all of us. Yeah. I know when I <laughs> go on vacation, I start to get a little anxious. It's like, I, shouldn't I be somewhere, you really? know, for the first few days? <laughs> And um, so routines are are really important. Um, and keeping a really calm um, tone to the home, so so encouraging people not to be slamming doors when they come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know my husband is guilty of this. He doesn't mean it, but the door just like, <laughs> you know, he hits it hard and it slams and we're all jumping. Yep. And um, yeah, so just keeping a really calm force in the environment. Um, watch the tone of your voice. Um, also keeping a, a, a clean and uncluttered space. Is, um, is 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 also uh, uh, important to to the person for a variety of reasons, including safety and mobilization, mobilizing around. But okay. but for other reasons, it's like clutter causes people anxiety. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And um, and then yeah, and giving them a, a bit of a heads up so don't startle them uh, with with okay, it's time to bath. You know, socialize the idea, warm warm them up to the idea, give them a choice. So. When offering people with uh, some people with dementia choice, it's you give them a choice of one thing or the other. You don't say, you know, avoid open-ended questions is what I mean. So it's like, would you like to have your shower before breakfast or after your breakfast? It gives them a bit of agency. Uh, that's right. Yeah. So, so it helps them feel that sense of control, but at the same time, um, y- they know what's coming up, mm-hmm. and and they and, and you've you've socialized it. And then during breakfast, you can talk again. And we, we're going to shower. Or I'm going to take you to the shower when we're done your breakfast. And you know, oh, you're going to feel so good when you're clean. And, and you know, just talking about it so that they they don't feel surprised by it. I think yeah. are some of the things that you can do to keep the environment calm and and. Uh, um, and, you know, just quickly um, around sundowning, so that's that period of yes. time in the afternoon where where uh, some people, their behavior, they tend to go to that, that aggression and, and anxiety um, uh, with the... With the uh, change from day to night. Um, you can keep the curtains drawn so they don't see uh, that it's happening. And there's a few other things that you can do, but I know we're heading to a break, so we can uh, pause here. <laughs> we'll come back to that. You're listening yeah. to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. You can get in touch with us at assurancehomecare.ca and also on Facebook and Twitter, look for Assurance Home CA. On Instagram, it's Assurance Home Care. I'm Mel Roy, joined by Chris McGinn, the co-owner of Assurance Home Care. And uh, we were talking about 
Um, dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia, if you or your loved ones have a diagnosis, different things to consider. And uh, the last thing we were talking about just before the break was sundowning. So, mm-hmm. Chris, I want to get back to that because that's, that's a really important thing to note for people with dementia and Alzheimer's. Could you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, so sundown downing is is just this phenomenon that happens when we're switching over from daylight to nighttime, mm-hmm. and um, and so some dementia um, sufferers have this increased anxiety, um, uh, sometimes aggression, frustrations around that change in in. Um, from that daylight to to, to uh, nighttime, okay, and so um, it escalates those it, those challenging behaviors at that time of day. So I was just talking before the break the, um, about a couple of things that you can do to to try to minimize uh, that from happening. And one is just I think we talked about it before, just in terms of the regular routine and environment is is making sure that you reduce the noise level and clutter and the number of people in the room around that time of day. Those right. are super important and trying to distract the person um you know with a with a snack or or an activity or even an object sometimes is enough just to distract them um during that time period and um, making early evening a quiet time of day as a rule gets them set sets the tone for that routine feeling at that time of day and then and then i think i mentioned before the break that closing uh the curtains or blinds also uh, minimizes the shadows and, and sometimes then then the confusion that that time of day can cause. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now that we've covered that, because I wanted to make sure that we got a bit more of an explanation about it, I'd, I'd like to switch gears. Because sure. I know that we have a lot of questions that come in about mobility and fall risks as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought we'd get into that too today. Um, yeah. So I guess the first question is, like, how does our mobility change as we age? Well, you know, it, mobility changes as we age in terms of uh, uh, our muscle mass uh, is lowered, um, our our bones um, become more brittle and actually lose density as mm-hmm. we age, and um, you know we're less flexible, we're less agile than we were when we're younger. So, um, so we just get we get a little bit um, you know stiffer uh, o- yeah. over time, and yeah. and we're doing less, and so. Um, it's it's uh, you know I I want to give some people some food for thought around this so okay. uh, you know this whole idea of mobility and what to expect and and setting expectations for for our age for aging and so what you know I it's um, you know I guess I guess um, well I'll just say that I believe that our senior years um, can be a wonderful time of life mm-hmm. and and. I'm a big believer that having a positive mindset is one of the biggest determinants of successful aging. And part of having a positive mindset is letting go of what society values in terms of things like mobility. Okay. And so, you know, we live in a world where youthful characteristics such as like physical strength and agility and muscle mass are absolutely coveted by everyone. It's like, you know, <laughs> look at Arnold Schwarzenegger back in his day. I mean, everyone, <laughs> right. all the guys wanted to be him, right? Yeah. And in the media, uh, to the contrary, seniors are often portrayed as very frail and very weak. And so, you know, I, it's, it comes down to mindset and expectations going into our aging years. That's what we've been told to expect. And so, 
um, you, you know, I find it not only inaccurate, but often ridiculous, actually, yeah. the way that the media portrays the majority of our seniors. And, um, I mean, has anyone seen Betty White lately? Just FYI. <laughs> she <was> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the Queen. I mean, Betty White is 99 years old. I can't. Like, is, wow. Yeah, insane. That's awesome. And so, yeah, it really is. And uh, nonetheless, I do see some seniors themselves who then... Um, sort of subscribe to what society has has laid out for them, and they perceive themselves to not be able to do certain things that they enjoy. And even though in some cases they haven't even tried, hmm. and and can't help, I can't help but wonder um, if some of that is related to society's preconceived notions around the abilities of uh, of seniors. And this this actually like plays out when when it comes to setting your own. Um, expectations for what you want in your aging plan in terms of, of mobility. Like I hear from seniors all the time that, that'll say, well, I can't do that anymore. And it's like, you can't really? Have you talked you know, to your I, doctor? I Are you actually able? Like, <laughs> Yeah. And so, you know, it's interesting, Mel. I am reading the most interesting book right now. Hmm. And it's called How to Grow Old by Marcus Cicero. And um, it was originally written, believe it or not, in 44 B.C., what? <laughs> yeah, Cicero. And it was, right. Of yeah, course. and it okay. was translated in English by by a guy named um, Philip Freeman. Okay. And in this book, Cicero talks about useful activities uh, and seniors, and he raises a really good point about you know choosing activities based on uh, based on you know actually the real things. And mm. he said, and I quote: "There are those who say a pilot does nothing useful." And nothing useful for sailing a ship because others climb the masts. And hmm. he goes on to say, it's not by strength or speed or swiftness of body that great deeds are done, but by wisdom, character, and sober judgment. And so hmm. what I love about this is that it challenges the notion a value that is, in in my opinion, misplaced on our outward appearance. And so the big takeaway for me is the notion that youthful strength is not a prerequisite for useful and meaningful activities in your aging plan. And I find that to be a very liberating thought. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it's not a prerequisite. <laughs> no. And so 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 our mindset tends to be that if we don't have if we don't have the, the perceived strength in comparison to all of those societal norms about what strength looks like, then then um, then we can't do meaningful um, and useful activities such as run marathons. I mean, we talked in a previous episode about a lady in her 80s who ran her yeah. first marathon. Yeah. She was someone who just didn't subscribe. And, and actually, that's yeah, that was the Nike story I was telling you about right. yeah. um, a few episodes back. But now, having said that, um, as we age, we do have to acknowledge that as our strength and balance and, and agility do change, it can pose uh, a safety risk for some. Mm -hmm. And so falls are actually the leading cause of injury in our seniors. And um, unfortunately, some seniors actually become fearful of falling. And, and this fear sometimes gets in the way of doing things you really enjoy. Right. And so what can we do about that? So so um, we can we can look what I'm, what I'm suggesting is look at the source of the fear. So one thing to consider is how real is the risk of falling? Mm -hmm. So things you can ask yourself, have you had any close calls 
um, you know, like a stumble uh, in the last in the last say six months. And do you find that you're needing to hold on to objects in the house to move around more than you used to before, hmm. uh, because you feel unsafe on your own steam? And another good question is: Do you find your mobility is worse over the course of the day, so that you're feeling more fatigue-related mobility issues oh. um, later in the day? Huh. So. These are some of the things that that if you answer yes to, I would say that your fears are justified and that it would be important to take actions now to minimize the risk of a fall. And so certainly Assurance Home Care um, can come in and do a safety assessment. We can do a fall risk assessment in your home. Um, We can suggest ways of increasing your safety uh, while still being able to uh, enjoy the things you love to do. And you know what? I'm a big fan of finding uh, a workaround. So if there's something you really want to do and, um, and and you're not sus- subscribing to what you think you need to look like or or feel like in order to do it, right. then <laughs> then I believe if there's a will, there's a way yeah. uh, for most things. You know, I think my big message is <laughs> is to really assess. Like, just because you're at an age doesn't mean that you um, uh, can't do things. And so I really want to. You know, I'm hoping to challenge people's own self uh, perceived notions of what's possible because i really do believe that if if a, if a woman in her 80s can run a marathon then that it's 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 entirely possible for a lot more people than just that lady and 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 again look at betty white she's just chosen to be young at heart and so and, but it but it's exuded even in it through her you know everything she does physically so yeah, so I mean, it's it's possible that you can stay active, you can stay mobile well into your senior years. But if you have any questions about how to do that, you can definitely give Assurance Home Care a call six one three seven zero six zero four one one, or in Toronto, Niagara six four seven three seven zero fourteen twelve. You're listening to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. Welcome back to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. Check out their website, assurancehomecare.ca, and go on social media. You can find them on Instagram, Assurance Home Care is what you look for there. On Facebook and Twitter, it's Assurance Home CA, and you can call them 613-706-0411 in Ottawa. And in Toronto and Niagara, it's 647-370-1412. I'm Mel Roy, joined by Chris McGinn, the co-owner of Assurance Home Care, and today at this point in the afternoon it is time for our listener questions chris are you ready for the first one on deck i'm ready okay so our first question comes from sandy hi sandy uh on the last show you asked about assurance home cares or you talked about my sorry i'm sorry about that you talked about assurance home cares future care program so sandy wants to know do you offer that in all of your locations toronto niagara and ottawa and how do i sign up for that Oh, well, first of all, Sandy, thank you so much for listening to the show last week. And I'm glad uh, it sounds like you um, got some information that uh, um, that now you have another question. So this is amazing. Yeah. Um, so the Future Cares uh, program, to answer your first part, is in all three of our locations in Ottawa, Toronto and Niagara. And um, it, your membership is completely free. And all you do is uh, give our office a call or you can send us uh, an email. Um, 
uh, and uh, at, at um, supportedassurancehomecare.ca. And we will send a client service specialist out to your home to meet with you. And essentially during that time, uh, the client service specialist wants to spend some time getting to know you. And, uh, you know, things like, uh, what are your wishes? And do you have in s- some um, pertinent medical conditions that we should know about? And um, also she'll review or he'll review the care options that we can offer should you need to activate your care plan uh, down the road so that you you know exactly what what is involved. Uh, we'll leave our brochure behind, which which um, goes through uh, a more of a con- comprehensive description of each of our services. And um, you know, more importantly, it, what it's designed to do is 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 when you need to activate your care plan, we know you and you know us, and so you we become that trusted care partner that is in your back pocket should you need to activate it and um, and we do what part of the program part of being on the program is that we will with your permission send you uh, um, newsletters and in the newsletters will be all kinds of things that are you know featuring um, you know news around aging in place and um, the aging process is the education based it'll be support and resources and and maybe information about assurance home care and what's going on with us uh, as well and and, um, and then our client service specialist will circle back at a predetermined time that you agree to uh, during the initial visit um, for a check-in. And so our default is always about every three months. It could be a simple phone call, but if you choose that you want an in-person follow-up, you know, check-in, we can certainly arrange for that. Uh, but if you have something, you know, a new diagnosis that um, it, you're going to be going for treatment for and it needs a more, um, you know, uh, a more frequent touch point with our client service specialist, certainly we can customize that to suit your needs. Okay. So that was support at assurancehomecare.ca, correct? That's right. Okay. So Sandy, you can email support at assurancehomecare.ca or depending on what market you're in, you can give them a call in Toronto or Niagara at 647-370-1412 or in Ottawa, 613 613- Seven zero six zero four one one, and a care specialist will help you out with that. Thank you for your question. Um, we have another question from an anonymous listener. Uh, they say, my mom is reluctant to get help at home because of her anxiety. How can I help her feel more comfortable with the idea of hiring someone to care for her occasionally? Oh, that's a, that's, that's a really great question. Hmm. Um, yeah, and 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 we can, we can all feel that way uh, as well, right? When we're yeah. when we're you know when you're reaching that point of having to admit that you may need help in certain areas, and it's scary to to think you know if I'm handing over part of my independence to somebody from the outside, mm-hmm. um, and and you know speaking of people from the outside, you know initially these people are strangers and they're coming into your home and helping sometimes in in intimate ways like with with showering and right. and things like that, and so it can be. Uh, uh, anxiety provoking and there are a couple of things that we can do that um, can help you with that or hopefully will help you with that and and one is we can send in a client service specialist who can simply just meet with you and answer any questions that you have so that you know the idea being um, we we won't activate it until you have a complete level of comfort that you uh, know what's what's coming up and and you know how it all works and and things like that and so you know knowledge is power right and 
it also mm-hmm. uh, reduces anxiety when you know exactly what what to expect from something, and so that could be done, and and there's a, a, absolutely no cost to that, and there's no obligation either uh, to to choose us at the end of the day, and then secondly on on the caregiver side, like you know most people want to know first and foremost who is actually going to be the one coming into my home, right? And with respect to that, um, we can we can do um, meet and greets, and we've been doing these. Uh, throughout COVID, even virtually with, with people. Ask, so, yeah. yeah. And so we'll, you, you get to ask the caregiver questions um, and, and just meet them and, you know, ask them questions about, you know, whatever you like. And, um, and we find that, that, um, you know, that's nice. It's nice to be able to establish that rapport before you even start the first visit. And so, um, and hopefully that helps. We can also do in-person uh, meet and greets uh, where we come and just bring, you know, a client service specialist then goes with the caregiver to the first vi- visit to do um, what we call a soft handover and um, stays for a bit because, you know, a lot of times the client has only had experience with assurance home care through the client service specialist. Mm-hmm. So that's a somewhat more familiar face than the stra- stranger who's coming to the door. So <laughs> yeah. what we'll do is, is have the client service specialist meet the caregiver there and they walk in together and, and the client service specialist can stay until, until the person is comfortable. Okay. Well, I hope that was helpful for, uh, for this listener's uh, question. If you'd like to follow up with that, go to assurancehomecare.ca. Maybe if you can go and actually visit your mom, if you're able to visit your mom, you can actually show her the website at the same time and then you can talk about it a bit more together. Um, Great idea. I think we have time for one more question here. Sure. Uh, This is a slightly different one because, I mean, I I don't know if this person is an older person or a younger person. I'm not sure. This is another anonymous question. Um, They say they're having surgery in the summer. They'd like some help at home while they recover, but they only need it for a few weeks. Is that something that Assurance Home Care can can help with? Oh, of course. Yeah. So um, there is no... uh, uh, obligation to continue with us um, for any set length of time. So there's no contract. We do have a service agreement, and the service agreement simply just outlines what we have agreed to in terms of the pricing and um, you know last minute cancellations and mm-hmm. if a caregiver uses their car, um, things like that. So there's there's a few things that we want you to know up front, and um, but certainly we're entirely flexible. So y- we're and completely customizable. And so what we do is develop the care plan to suit you. So if all you need is a few weeks of care and you only need it at certain times of the day and you only need it a few days a week, well, that can all be accommodated. Um, and, and any other requirements that you have for um, a type of caregiver you're looking for and, and also what the caregiver is going to be doing when they're there. This is, these are all things that you have um, a complete control over when, when developing. I mean, this is, you know, this is all about you, right? So, so the care plan is designed specifically for you and, and, and each person is unique so every care plan that we develop is completely unique to that individual okay now this one's this one's a question coming from me because i'm curious about this because i know we have an excellent meal plan in the ottawa market but is there going to be a meal plan service available in toronto and niagara soon <laughs> yes, we're hoping. We're hoping. We are in. The, it is in the works. It's in the plan, and um, we are uh, uh, actively pursuing um, that because we've had, you know, huge success with it oh, in yeah. Ottawa. It seems to be really resonating with with people. Uh, the, the the fresh whole ingredients, the delivery to the door, mm-hmm. um, the changing menu every week, the variety that's on the menu. These are all things that I mean, we all like these things, and 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 some of the you know we 
do specific things like um, the vegetables are cooked uh, just, you know, in some cases uh, a, a little bit more than, than al dente so that, that you can actually um, not worry about those things. Looking forward to hearing more news about that when that happens. Chris, thank you. As always, it is a pleasure. Thank you, Mel. <laughs> um, this is the end of our show today, but please, you can always send us more emails, questions at assurancehomecare.ca, and we'll save them for the next show. And you can give them a call in Toronto, Niagara, 647-370-1412 to talk to one of their care specialists there, or in Ottawa, 613 706 This is Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. Have a great day.